Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in the fight game. Hello, everyone. This is Charles Yao with Believe in the Fight Game on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team and every sport in LA and more. We believe in sports. Do you believe? Hey, it's Charlie here with Believe in the Fight Game. And thank you so much for everyone tuning in and listening in to the four martial artists for October, which is Filipino American Heritage Month. Actually, I'm not the type to be so ethnocentric and be like the Che Guevara of being Filipino because one, I'm half Chinese also. But two, I, I felt like it's been such a terrible climate of being locked in due to the pandemic. And then everything is so extreme between you have the hard Antifas, the hard Trumps. There isn't like a balance anymore that I don't find in people. It's always so extreme. And I feel like people need to listen to people's struggles and failures and long form stories, which is why I decided to do the Filipino American Heritage Month pod series because I think it's important for people to realize that we all may be aesthetically different. We all may be d- culturally different, but we do have similar paths, pains, and desires to succeed. Filipinos is comprised of an evolution of Southeast Asian people. First is a burly pygmy tribe of shorter, almost African-American looking uh, tribal folks called the Aedas, A-E-T-A. That's how you spell it, right? They're probably about five, seven and shorter. After that was the wave of Indonesians and Proto-Malaysians that moved in, which is like the Manny Pacquiao looking people, right? That's why we all look like Manny and Jinky Pacquiao. And then the next wave are the Chinese, the Arabic, and then finally the Spanish. So we really are comprised of so many different cultures. I, I find it similar more to Brazil. I used to think Mexico had a similar plight, but maybe just because of the spice trade and the forced Catholicism. But really, Brazil has so many different uh, types of Brazilians. You have the European Brazilians who are lighter skinned. We have those due to the Spanish and some of the uh, Chinese, and these are both labeled mestizo. And then post-World War One and post-World War Two, and there were established uh, naval bases. So now you have a mix of Spanish Filipinos, Chinese Filipinos, and white Filipinos. So that that's another comparison to what the makeup is. And so do the Brazilians. You have the slave trade. With Brazil, you know, there's so many Afro-Brazilians. There's the German-Argentinian that bled down to, so now it's like European-Brazilians. There's a heavy migratory of Scots. You know, um, the Gracie family. You know, technically, they are of Scottish lineage also. So they're mixed. And then obviously there's the darker Filipinos, the ones from south, uh, southern part of the Philippines, which is Mindanao. And there's so much like of the Jolo Empire. 
So I really wanted to share all that for the month of October. And, and a lot of the Philippine culture is comprised of war and weaponry. You know, when, when you're trying to defend your, your family from another community or tribe, what do you do? You pick up a stick, you pick up a sword, you pick up a knife. The Japanese have the commas, which looks like sickles on long sticks to defend themselves. So the wait is finally over. Football is back, and you might be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. For me, since I'm a big Lakerhead and NBA fan, I totally go to Bet Online to make sure I bet on my favorite team, and it's Lakers all the way, baby. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, it never closes. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The culture still needs to be unified because there's so many different regions. You know, uh, tribalism and regionality is common in the Filipino culture. Up north, there's uh, the group of Filipinos that are, that are called the Ilocanos. There's the Middle Island called the Visayans. You know, and there's people from Manila who tend to be have their nose upright because the Filipinos who live in the province would be like an Angelino or a New Yorker being smug towards someone from Oklahoma, thinking they're above them. You know, so this is really common that we all find. I also feel it's it's interesting that the culture still needs to be unified. You you see that in woke whites versus Trump whites who are exaggerative on both ends. You see that. You know, there's the non-practicing Jews. There's the Orthodox Jews. So there is something divisive within our ethno-cultural structure, which is also divided in current political, social, and health climates. For Filipinos, we're really known to be nurses. You know, the people that we looked up for, at least for my generation, the Gen Xers, was DJ Qbert. You know, the DJs were awesome, right? They, they were supreme as far as for juggling, mixing, and being a, a battle DJ. And then you come in with the Beat Junkies, who's comprised of half Filipinos, uh, DJ Melody's Mexican, and there's a couple of blacks, right? Uh, Mr. Chalk. And a few others. But, you know, since this is Believe in the Fight game, Manny Pacquiao brought us so much pride. I mean, there's past boxers called Little Dempsey and and so many much more. Because I could just go on a tangent and talk about Filipino boxers in general. You know, there's Flash Lorde from the 80s who was just amazing. And he brought so much pride. But Manny Pacquiao really came from nothing, which is a typical migrant story, which was just so amazing to hear of. That's why he became the people's champ. I mean, a a lot of, I know a lot of black folks were split between Floyd and Manny because a lot of them felt it. They, They loved his story. But obviously, if it came down to choose between Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao, who do you choose if you're African American or or if you're black? You choose Floyd. 
But there's a lot of people. There's, I know a lot of black folks. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna put them on blast. But they're like, you know what, man? I don't feel Floyd. I don't. I think he's too braggadocious, and he depicts perfection when he's not perfect. And there's actually quite a, quite a few African Americans or blacks that are just like, dude, he was ducking Manny for a little bit, yo. So. That there's that aspect too. Uh, I interviewed four different fighters and martial artists, right? The first one I do believe was Alvin Aguilar. He's born and raised in the Philippines, still lives in the Philippines. You know, a lot of what we didn't get to discuss was because he was a light-skinned Filipino, he experienced a lot of hate. He got shot in his back. He talks about it in the pod where he got stabbed after breaking up a fight. He's the first jiu-jitsu black belt in the 90s, which is a very big deal. He's a purveyor of Filipino martial arts, which I personally feel there's a renaissance coming out for the older folks like me where knife defense and knife fighting is coming back and stick fighting is coming back. So I'm excited to see where that's going to happen because, you know, you, you go to YouTube, you can go into a rabbit hole of people getting stabbed. You go to the UK, there was a period where for a good three, four, five years where all you're experiencing is stabbings, random stabbings too. So I can't wait to see with the development of Filipino martial arts to see where that's going. The next fighter that I interviewed was Mark Striegel. You know, he's he's been touring in Asia he talks about fighting for 1FC, for URCC, which is ironically Alvin Aguilar's um, fight promotion company. And, you know, he's been fighting easily over 10, 12 years in Asia and finally made it to the UFC roster. Now he lost his fight uh, with Norma Gomedov, and I just recently found out no relation to Habib, the eagle, Norma Gomedov. But... You know, this is a hard-nosed guy that just kept going. That was an entertaining interview where he talks about food because in the Asian culture, it's big, really big. Eating food is it is a big consumptionary thing with, with Asians. I, I'm a big food consumer. I, I lived all over Southeast Asia on, on both coasts, and my dad owns uh, a couple of restaurants, so th th that's in our blood. After that, I uh, interviewed Mark Munoz, former UFC uh, light heavyweight title contender. You know, this guy has a background of being born and raised in the U.S., training in Oklahoma for wrestling and being bullied, fighting out of the UFC, and then, you know, has a, se a successful post-fight career, which is amazing. And I'm so happy to hear. And then uh, finally, I interviewed June Castro. You know, in the 80s, if you're a shorter, petite Asian woman and then you train in Muay Thai, I mean, you she was a pioneer. There were only two female pioneers in the Asian community then. It was Diana and Asanto Lee, uh, which is, you know, Bruce Lee's goddaughter, Dana Asanto's daughter. 
And then there's June Castro. She ended up dating Burton Richardson, who was a Jeet Kune Do instructor, and he moved to Hawaii, and then now married to uh, Sleeper Michaelowski. He has his own story where he's a white guy, but he was badass and Muay Thai and, and embraced by the Thai in the Muay Thai community. So I was really happy. You guys got to check that out. I got to apologize for the terrible audio with June. Um, sometimes uh, I, I can't put my foot down, but, you know, uh, people are more can be more concerned about the aesthetic and look, but what suffers is the audio. And we went through several audio tests and I had to go ahead and um, just record that. But hopefully you guys give that a listen because she talks about what it's like to have a husband and run a gym. What it's like to be raised by the legend Ralph Castro and move from Hawaii to San Francisco and then to train in with Team Carlson Gracie and then eventually just stick to Muay Thai and stand-up and what it's like to run a gym with fighters, the various types of people that, you know, who want to fight and just, you know, it's like it's like being in a league of NBA players and some will make it, some won't. But the one thing that, that I wanted to share with Filipino American Heritage Month is, you know, I found a lot of parallelisms with Khabib, Norman Gamedov, with his recent fight against Justin Gaethje. And there, there is a humbleness, a discipline, and a rhetorical, cultural ownership behind that. You know, Khabib, with his last fight, because he can't fight anymore because his dad passed away, that's very typical of what someone of Filipino culture would do because they owe so much honor and training and trust. And especially if it's your bloodline, you, you stop, you quit. And why, why does this tie in? Because that's how Manny Pacquiao was. He was very humble. You know, Manny Pacquiao was a very humble dude when he came to the ring post-fight interviews. And he was, you know, he had courage under fire and grace under fire. But here's here's Daniel Cormier talking to Ariel Helwani, both with ESPN and on the MMA channel, and they're both, um, you know, amazing on-air talent, commentators, and interviewers. And Daniel Cormier decides to share this, maybe just to put. Habib on a good blast and show what kind of good guy he is. And he talks about why he decided to submit Justin Gaethje with the triangle choke. He told me when he was watching the interviews over the course of the week, right? He saw that Justin said he would never tap. Justin would never tap. And so when he was going to the submission, he said it's his dad's favorite submission, right? Wow. Getting to the mounted position, going to the arm bar, going to the triangle. Wow. He said it was his father's favorite submission. So when he got there, he was going to do the arm bar, but he had heard Justin all week saying he would never tap. And he didn't want to hurt him in front of his parents. So he went to the triangle and just kind of put him to sleep. What? He's thinking I about this in that moment? He actually told me that, bro. He goes, I didn't want to hurt him in front of his parents. So I said, I'm going to go and put him in the triangle. 
And then if he goes to sleep, go to sleep, you wake up, you're fine. So that that's a lot of humbleness. That's a lot of reason for people to understand culture, you know? And without going on another rant, but uh, it's really important for people to recognize in the fight game that, you know, we all come from different cultural and ethnic backgrounds and just to celebrate. I think it was fun. It was great. So this is a quick pod for you. Um, I really appreciate all of you who take the time to listen to the pod. Uh, Again, I apologize for the terrible audio, but I'm going to put my foot down more as far as for uh, possibly just making this a strictly audio-based content because via Zoom, the interviews are dictated by the distance of the speaker to the to the desktop or laptop. And, you know, unless if they're really good, like Mark Munoz, he spoke really close to the phone, which was amazing. So anyways, signing up for now, it's Charlie with uh, Believe in the Fight Game. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the show. And please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories aside from iTunes, such as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V-E.com. And Believe Podcasts on social media. Now, if you want to get at me personally, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Plug12. That's P-L-U-G-O-N-E-T-W-O. Hit me up and I'll read your questions or maybe even have you on the show. Believe in the fight game. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.